Sport to Song Boxing Podcast. Seconds out. Hello, Sport D Song listeners, and welcome to round 25 of the Sport D Song Boxing Podcast with myself, Alex LaBox, and Rob Boxing Shrew. Rob Boxing Shrew, how are you this week? Yeah, good, mate. Um, again, I'll say this every time. It feels like forever since the last episode, but um, <laughs> just so much is happening at the minute, mate. What you been up it to? Um, all sorts this week. Decorating houses. I don't know. I I, uh, I was in Paris, so it's been uh, it's been a very busy time. Paris, Paris. beautiful, crazy but beautiful quality, isn't it? Yeah, it's very very good. And uh, what have you been up to, Rob? Um, last week or so, nothing really. Work. Um, obviously, I went to the Telford card the other week, um, which we sort of previewed on the last show. A um, couple of absolute bangers were near Kane Baluta. I mean. It's probably yeah. the best ten rounder I've ever seen. Um, it, 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 it was a fantastic night of boxing in Telford, which is now the home of boxing, according to Dev Sarney from uh, Queensbury. <laughs> according to my so, Twitter handle, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I thought that's absolutely superb. But um, Telford, um, I think we touched on it last week. Uh, it's a it's a great uh, town. It's got a, a really nice feel about it. It suits boxing. It certainly draws the crowds in. I know a lot of the crowd was there for Nathan Healy, but. You know, even when we've been to previous shows in Telford, it's a packed show. It's a great atmosphere, isn't it? And it's just, it's why not really, isn't it? Yeah, it was great. I mean, um, you know my thoughts on Delilah, but that, the atmosphere <laughs> for the um, for the Heaney fight was was unbelievable, mate. Honestly, it was better. Uh, it was better than anything we've experienced there for Liam Davis. Yeah, um, of course, it, it was. It was fantastic. But um, yeah, fair play. Um, they're chucking out some really good fifty fifties at the minute. Um, Queensbury. Uh, they are, and just to touch very quickly, Rob, as well. Um, it must have been great to see Jason Cunningham back in yes. the boxing ring, uh, doing what he does best. We, we, we know that Jason Cunningham is is a slick operator in the ring. It was good to see, wasn't it? Especially after that Solani Tete sort of debacle. I'm sure he wanted to put that behind him, as did most of us who was in attendance mm. at that fight. So it's great to see him back and in winning ways, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Um, and I mean, he, he said himself after the fight, but he, you know, he would have liked to have got him out of there. But the guy was tough and it was a good one to get the rust off. And it still pisses me off about um, the Teto result hasn't been scrapped from his record. Like how, how these fuckers get away with it and and keep, keep a W is is beyond me. It's the politics in boxing. And, and you touched on, uh, Rob, the Baluta-Andrew Kane fight. It was it was tipped to be this um, huge, war, yeah. huge war for both of them. It was, in a sense, it, it, it was a great fight to watch. It's one of those fights that you could probably watch back again and again. It was it was a very entertaining fight. Andrew Kane, what, what, what are we thinking on this show? And I know there was a bit of an excuse at the end where he said that he had broken his hand um it, it's a very viable excuse because if you've broken your hand you can't box um, yeah but, but what, what what did we think of the fight overall i mean you were ringside 
Well, I, I think there's a big difference between an excuse and a reason. Um, and watching it back, you can definitely tell that he's hesitant with that right hand after yeah. round one. Um, yeah. So I, I tend to believe him on that. Um, yeah, absolutely. Oh, 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 absolutely. But, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the first round was absolutely wild. I mean, you know, he's dropped Baluta twice. I'm thinking, fucking hell, like um, any super bantam is going to struggle to live with this this yeah. version of Andrew Kane and um, fair play. I mean, they the defense. <laughs> there wasn't much defense during the fight. It was just two two gritty fighters with a set of bollocks on both of them who who just swung away. Um, yeah. And in the end, the the knockdown in the ninth of Kane was the difference on the scorecards. Um, but fantastic fight. I mean, Richie Woodall and and Buncey both said that it's probably the best ten rounder they've ever seen. And yeah. you know, between them, they've watched thousands of fights, way more than we've ever done. I know, um, yeah. So that that sort of says. But everyone stood up at the end and clapped. It didn't really matter who won, to be fair. Yeah, and I, I just want to touch Rob, and it's uh, for sort of boxing fans and p- people who say. You know, people are protecting their rows. Hats off to Andrew Kane for taking this fight against Baluta. It, it was it was a tough challenge against someone who's vastly experienced, uh, who's been in there at European level. And for Andrew Kane to take this fight and get in there and, and you know, um, amongst a fighter like Baluta, you've got to say hats off to him. Who cares about the fact that this, that he lost the fight? I think it, it, he, he would have learned so much in that fight against Baluta that it's going to propel him in, in his career. He, he can only take positives from that. And I, and I just think a lot of the time, you know, we've, we've said it so many times on the podcast, you get boxers who are focusing on on the O and the sort of clean slate and... I don't think this hampers Andrew Kane's career in any way, shape or form. I think he can learn a lot from it. And I think he'll probably be a lot more dangerous um, after this fight. I don't know what you think. I completely agree. Um, it, it, it's it's hard to look at a, a loss when you know damn well why you didn't get the yeah. win, if that makes yeah. sense. Because he'd have took him out. I swear to God, he'd have took him out. Um, and... It all became clear with the injury in the end. Um, I think he stops him in a rematch. I really do. Yeah, and and, and I think he, he potentially does as well. So it's um, you know judging from that first first round. But we but also Baluta, had Baluta, what a warrior. Yeah, I mean, but but Baluta is, is sheer value for money, isn't he? You, mm. you, you go and watch a boxing fight where a Baluta is fighting, you know exactly what you're going to get. You're going to get you know blood, sweat, and tears, and he he, he draws that out of everyone, doesn't he? Yeah. So uh, fantastic boxer. Um, also on the bill was uh, Nathan Heaney, Jack Flatley. I know this was um, this was last week now, but it's great to see Nathan Heaney doing well. He does it all with a smile on his face as well, doesn't he? Very much so. Yeah. yeah. Um, another fantastic fight. I mean, it was kind of overshadowed on the night by Kane Baluta. I mean, if that fight hadn't have happened, you'd be looking at that and thinking, wow, you know, I mean, the atmosphere was fantastic. Heaney came out like a train, um, flatly didn't really know what to do with him for the first couple of rounds, but he settled in and, um, I mean, Heaney did win comfortably, I, I, I believe, on the cards, but um, again, flatly, flatly could have carried on for another three, four rounds. It was, it was very, very good. Absolutely agree with you, Rob. And Sport the Song listeners, you'll be pleased to hear that we do have um, a guest from Twitter Boxing on the podcast this week in Ez Raw, all the way from the US of A. And uh, it was a great chat with Ez Raw where we touched on the rematch which has just been made between Wood and Lara. So that will be coming up later on in the show. If you think we haven't covered it, 
well we have with Ez Raw. And uh, so look forward uh, to that. Rob, um, Telford, you had a great time. There's a few elephants in the room. We did have a Twitter space, didn't we, which you hosted along with Carl from The Last Bell Boxing. And that went really well. It was a real uh, fun listen back to... I appreciate uh, just... that because I hadn't uh, hadn't um, done one before. Or I hadn't hosted one. So, uh, yeah, it's nice to get that one yeah. under my belt. <laughs> and Yeah, and, and talk to some listeners. You can listen back. It is on our Twitter feed. Uh, it's there and available for you to listen back. It was AJ Franklin. Uh, we are going to touch on that in a moment, not in too much depth because it has been covered quite widely. But um, there, there is an elephant in the room, isn't there, Rob? And it's in the shape of Amir Khan, unfortunately, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Just um, when you think boxing's real shit, it, it just kicks you in the nuts a bit more, doesn't it? Um, you know, we've had so much going on with the Conor Ben thing and, um, and then for that to come out yesterday, you just... What next? What next day? Eh? Um, yeah. Clearly he's come out protesting his innocence. Um and, you know, you believe what you believe. But, I mean, the big issue for me was how long it took for us to find out about this. Yeah, I, I, I'll be honest with you, Rob. I, it's not something, you know what it's like with these these drug testing and these fails. I don't like sort of covering it too much because, number one, it, it's boring. It's it's extremely sad for the sport of boxing that this happens. I think we all know it does. It's just when it when it comes out and it's in your face, it's, it's never nice. But... Um, Amir Khan, as he left the courtroom, this is the only thing I've got to say on it. I mean, the guy should have just kept his mouth shut because... Oh, he was leaving ITV, wasn't it? Because he was on ITV talking I, I, about when oh, he got okay. mugged. Yeah. I, I don't know. He just came out of somewhere and, I mean, it's the most damning interview ever. He's basically said, you know, yeah, OK. His defence his defense was, well... I can't have him because I lost. What the fuck? Yeah, it, it, it's very. It's, it's all a bit bizarre. I, I think he should have probably had a chat with, um, I don't know, lawyers or whatever you want to do before just coming out with that. But um, for for my mind, it's a real shame uh, for Amir Khan, especially when you look at things like boxing legacy. You know, you question everything, don't you? I, I hate to say it, but you you just do. You 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 just look back through the archives and you start questioning certain fights don't you and yeah. you, you know and I, you know I've loved following Amir Khan from the start of his career I've really enjoyed watching him even in those periods where he was being flattened you know um in in the US it, he was always very value for money and, and entertaining and um yeah it does it does pose a question mark and it does put a dampener on things and it's the same with Conor, Conor Ben so it's uh but just going back to the the, the board thing. I mean, um, Ben Shalom, who promoted that fight with Brooke, bear in mind this um, test result is off the back of him leaving the ring and, and doing the drugs test. Then that's the test that they're referring to. Right. Um, how is Ben Shalom, who promoted that fight, finding out via social media in April, eight, the year after? Like, how? how is... I know I get confidentiality, but certain parties must have to be told this. I mean... Um, I mean, Ben Shalom spoke to Robert Smith from the British Boxing Board of Control, say, and he only found out on Monday. But then it, today, they've done, they've come out with a statement saying they knew as soon as the results came out last year. So even the board, I mean, I you mean, can't trust the board. I, I I don't know, Rob. Is it you know? Let's get the money in the bank and get. I know. I you know. know. And, and and let's let this stew for a, a year, and then 
you know, it's, it's a strange thing. But, um, yeah, it, it's never nice to see boxing uh, pulled through the mud. And it certainly has been. It's very hard to defend boxing these days, isn't it? And, uh, you, you know, 2023, I'll say it again, Rob. It's just been fantastic for boxing. I've I've thoroughly enjoyed a lot of the fights that have been made. I'm loving the schedule that's coming up. We're seeing people like Terence Crawford potentially being matched up against Errol Spence, which is incredible. Finally. Yeah, we've got Tank Garcia, which um, always falls into the lap of this podcast. We seem to love that fight. Haney and, uh, yeah, they're all being made. And, and 2023 has been fantastic for boxing. And uh, I won't hear it knocked. However, we had AJ. There's a big... Um, you know, we had a big space the other night, so we won't go on too much about AJ Franklin, but I do want to touch on it. I've been quite outspoken with AJ. Um, I'm sick of talking about it. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I just want to give my 50 pence here. I know, I'm and, joking. I'm and, joking. And, and what I want to say with, um, about AJ is um, pretty much the same as what I was saying pre-fight in that I think he's... I think he's lost his, his mojo for boxing, whether that's in his mental capacity, physical capacity, or I don't know whether he's... He, he, he's definitely lost something in his boxing ability. And again, it showed in the Franklin fight. And yes, he controlled the fight. He was the bigger guy. That jab is pretty good. Um, it was good. It, yeah. it works well. He did a lot of good things, but ultimately... A, for me personally, a heavyweight of the stature of AJ looking to have this this new dawn. And I know it's only a narrative, but this new dawn, he needed to go in there and make a statement. I think that's what Saturday night was all about. It was the O2, AJ's home of boxing. I think what what fans wanted and especially what AJ wanted was he wanted that knockout victory, didn't he? And yeah. uh, he even said himself he was disappointed at the end not to get it. So... Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's it's. I struggle to see the positives from this fight, unfortunately. Other than the W, other, other than the W, other than um, the W, but you know, yeah, at, at I, this stage, at this stage in 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 his career, you know, AJ's doesn't really need the W's on his record anymore, does he? He needs the. He couldn't big... win no on Saturday, really. True, um, true. If if he'd knocked if he'd knocked him out, um, I'm actually referring to a, a tweet here from October Red, who's absolutely flying at the minute with her interviews, yeah. but yeah. she um. She put out a tweet saying, like, it was, I'm, I'm paraphrasing here, but it was, if he'd have knocked him out, people would have said, oh, well, it was only Franklin. Um, if he'd have won on points, it'd be, oh, he's he's done. Um, and if he'd have lost, um, then it would have been, oh, he needs to retire. So it's, it's a tough one, really. Um, I, 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 I mean, I, on. I, I do agree with that, Rob, but part of me wants to interject very quickly because if he had stopped Franklin in spectacular fashion, in round six or seven, I, I, you know, I don't think people could have questioned and said, oh, it's only Franklin. I think that would have been, I think that's the statement that him, DeZone and Matchroom were yeah. after. And and it's a bit of a, you know, you know, the balloon's been let down a little bit because it didn't quite happen. But yeah. I just want to say, go on. No, no, go on, mate. Finish your point. I just wanted to say, um, just before we move along, so I know we're not going to touch on it too much, but hats off to Franklin. Because, yeah. His um, chin was great. Great chin, great competitor. I think he made a fight of it as much as it was one-sided. I think he was doing enough in there to keep people on their toes in regards to to, to AJ. Just enough. Just I felt enough. he spoiled it in the championship round, though, because you could tell he was getting tired and, and AJ was started. I think AJ's best work was in the in the championship rounds, to be fair. Um 
and the use of the head it was a bit warrington like um just spoilt it a little bit um yeah but um yeah i mean fair play to franklin he's had two big fights back to back um made a shitload of money and um yeah it's, it's a funny one with aj isn't it i mean it's you got to remember it's his first non-title fight in eight years i mean that's some yeah, run um, that is, that is. and underwhelming i said to you on the phone didn't i underwhelming yeah. um i mean i saw someone put new door more like new yawn and it made me laugh <laughs> um yeah uh, which is was very good um fun he's you know he's got a new coach i'm, I'm being devil's advocate here by the way um yeah has the power gone or was franklin's chin good he's got a new trainer um he just didn't show anything that he's implemented yet. I completely agree with you. Um, for me, he's still a top five. And, and from, again, our private conversations, he's still a top five for you. Um, but does he beat that top, top level now? I I, I don't think so. No. And, um, yeah, he, he is in my top five based on... Do you want to rattle that off quickly, mate? Yeah, we can rattle off. But, but based on, my, my top five uh, with AJ in it is based on re- resume. So yes. I, I, I looked at it and I quite fancy... Um, popping Joyce um, and Deontay Wilder above Joshua, but you just can't based on on resume. So, um, you know, top five for me is Tyson Fury. I think he still warrants being the top of the list. Uh, Usyk, yeah, and this is a heavyweight list, not pound for pound. Yeah, uh, Tyson Fury. I think if if it's pound for pound, you probably swap Usyk and Fury. Agreed. But, um, so heavyweights: Fury, Usyk, Joshua, Deontay Wilder. Joe Joyce and for me this list is going to flex I think it's going to move a lot in the next 12 months I think we're going to see Joe Joyce push up that list whether that involves Anthony Joshua remains to be seen but I in my mind if you put Joyce in there with Joshua at the moment I I think we're going to see um I think we're going to see Joyce victorious I um I'm getting a bit terrified by how much we're agreeing today um yeah what's going on um my top five is I understand why you based it on resume and that's perfectly fine. I've based it off just who I think would beat each other at the minute. Okay. Um, and there's no right or wrong way to do it, I guess. Um, I have Fury and U- Usyk pretty much level at the top. I mean, I, I can't really separate them. Um, I, I would probably just about go Fury if I'm honest, yeah. but um, you can you can change them whenever you want. Um, I had um, yeah, I'd put it out on Twitter. I can't remember exactly how I worded it at the time, but right now, off the top of my head, um, I probably have Wilder at three, um, close again with Joyce, and then and then Joshua, just because I think that um, I think of the four, I think that Joshua would probably have his best chance against Wilder of the four, um, but I I still I mean. If Wilder caught him, I think it's 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 night night in it. Yeah, it's uh, it. What what I will say about Anthony Joshua at the moment, and this is my final point on it, it's gonna be entertaining. This the, the, these next three or four fights, however many fights he's gonna have now, it's gonna be entertaining to watch. Um, it has I, to be because of the vulnerability. Exactly. So it, it will be entertaining. Now, <clears throat> spoke to song listeners just before we move along. Um, we are going to be speaking about the cruiserweights uh, because there's been a lot of fights made recently. We're going to touch on on them. And later on in the podcast, we're speaking to Ez Raw about the Wood Lara fight coming up. And Ez Raw, as you well know, is on uh, Twitter and YouTube. You can find his shows on there and he's a great entertainment. Um, just touching more before we move along on the heavyweights. 
in the UK, there's a nice little scene brimming, isn't there, at the moment, with uh, Fabio Wardley, David Adelaide, and uh, Big Phrase, isn't there? Yeah, yeah, it's good. It's good. And, and I, um, I absolutely love it. It's fantastic, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I mean, obviously, Wardley's uh, at the top of a tree. He's British champ. Um, Adelaide wants a piece of it. Um, he's been showing up at DAZN presses. Um, Eddie Hearn made me laugh saying that Adelaide will have got more publicity at a, a DAZN press than a Friday night BT show at your call, which made me laugh. Um, oh, God. I don't know if yeah. I quite agree. Um, no. But, um, I mean, Adelaide, Adelaide has, has come out with, we'll get to Fraser Clark in a second, but Adelaide said um, he's the A-side. Um and I do think, you know, you've got some neck on you to think that, um, you know, it's this is British level. You, this isn't a, a unification at world level. Fabio Wardley is the A-side. Let's not get away from that. He's the champ. Um, um, but it's a 50-50 fight, mate. I, I know we're both a big fan of Adelaide. Um, before we bring Fraser Clark into it. Yeah, chew the fat on that. I mean, I, I, I just think, Rob, it makes me smile because, we, you know, we've been waiting for this heavyweight scene to come to fruition. We, we, we've known about Fabio Wardley. We've known about David Adelaide and Fraser Clark pushing through to the pro ranks. We, we, we've seen these guys sort of have the conversations like, you know, oh, I'm going to have three fights this year, this year, then I'm going to look to step up. We've got to that point now and I just absolutely love it. They've almost got nowhere left to turn other than to face each other. And even Fabio Wardley come out and said, you know, I want to win the Lonsdale belt. And I'm going to have to go through Adelaide, Fraser, and um, what's who is it? It's Dakers, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, well, he's him. I mean, Wardley has it, doesn't he? He's, he's a champion, isn't he? Oh, no, but I mean, to win it outright. Oh, he, beg he, your pardon. Yeah, yeah. So he's got, he's got those three. Did I pronounce it right? Dakers. Um, um, Solomon Dakers. Yeah. Oh, Dakers. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and I just, I, I, these fights fill me with more sort of joy and excitement than the, the, the top five we just mentioned. I actually One get problem. More... Go on. One problem. Fraser Clark fights on Sky, Fabio Wardley fights on DAZN, and David Adelaide fights on BT. Like that, that for me is the the issue. Um, I'm hopefully yeah. can get past that. I, I really do. Um, but until it's made, unfortunately, with these different broadcasters and and matchmakers, it's it it does make you question it, doesn't it? No, I do absolutely agree with you. And uh, you, you know where my money's on. I I I think Fabio Wardley is probably one of the nicest characters in boxing, uh, along with Fraser Clark. But his story's brilliant. Yeah, I, I, I've got to go David Adelaide. I like David Adelaide. I Is like he the what... A-side? <laughs> no, he's not the A-side. Yeah, thank <laughs> you. He's fucking not the A-side. No, really annoyed that, me. I, I know, he's not the A-side, but, but David Adelaide, for me, I've watched him box a few times now, and I, I think he's the real deal. I think he's brilliant. I, I, I love watching this guy box and what makes that exciting is i think fabio wardley is also the real deal um i, I don't agree with you on that um, don't disagree with you on adelaide either i think he is too so um don't don't rule out the possibility of them fighting for british and then fighting at a higher ranking further down the line i think it could happen so uh, what are you saying you're saying also you're saying uh, not to sleep on the uh, big phrase well, because you know, big big Fraser Clark is. But he hasn't fought anybody. I, I, I know, but he's sitting back and he's saying, like, you know, I've I've got this. These guys aren't a problem for me. <laughs> you know, like this is going to be an easy night's work. And well, I like his confidence, but with, with all due respect, and I, I like Fraser Clark. He seems like a lovely fella, but he's knocked over a few bin men and and guys who've took a fall, last minute replacements, um, and he's only had a handful of fights. I mean. 
Um, yes, I appreciate he's older um, and he needs to move quickly, but the standard of opposition that he's for is 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 not near where Fabio Wardley has. So at the minute, I I think he would be third of the three. Wow, I've got to agree with you, Rob, because um, I, yeah, I, I see what where you're coming from with that point. It's just. You know, he is sort of uh, exuberating this confidence. I just think it's a fantastic, it's fantastic to see the British title being fought over by these these great prospects in the heavyweight division. I just, I, it makes me smile. It and makes me no, smile. There's no um, uh, bitchiness either. Like some of the stuff that they're saying on Twitter and Instagram is very funny and, and it's all been very respectful. And um, I, I do like that because you yeah, don't mate. always need that to sell a fight. And, and this is a case. But um, so, I mean, yeah, so I, I would say, I think Adelaide probably beats Wardley, but as champ, you have to rank him above him. Um, I would go Wardley, Adelaide phrase. There we go. What Boxing, about you? Boxing, uh, I put Adelaide at the top of the list. Uh, yeah. Very, very closely followed by Wardley. And then, like you said... Uh, it's no disrespect, Fred, is it? Clark. No, 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 no. It's just our little boxing opinions. Now, um, Rob Boxing Shrew, we are going to be moving on from that fantastic weight division onto a weight division that we haven't focused on much, which is the cruiserweights. Uh, the cruiserweight scene is uh, often running in, in the UK at the moment, isn't it? With um, a Coley... And Chris Billum Smith, which has been announced at the Vitality Stadium in Bournemouth, uh, that's some fight, isn't it? Um, yeah, I mean, the one thing I must—I've got to be honest—I'm not a big fan of a cruiserweight division at the minute. The way it is, um, find it a little bit boring, but it's—it's um, it's a very competitive division, um, yeah. so I give it that. And Akoli, um he only fought last week, and he's already had a press conference for his next fight. So I really rate that. Um, yeah. Inactivity is the worst thing for fighters. So yeah, fair play to him um, and Sky are obviously you know, getting him out. And um, in the Lions Den as well, you know, it's um, Chris Billum Smith from Bournemouth. It's in the Bournemouth um, football stadium. Um, I rate it. I don't really do. And, and, and it's great to see uh, Lawrence Ocone and uh, Chris Billum Smith come together because they're, they're actually quite a good, well, I wouldn't say friends, but they've been friends in camp with... They're very uh, good friends. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and it's it's one of those fights, isn't it, where they've, they've got to push that to the side and sort of uh, focus on... On, on business because it, it it's a it's a good fight for Chris Billum Smith, isn't it? It's um, you know, th th there's no denying that Lawrence Coley sits at the top of this tree, and Chris Billum Smith, you know, he's been handed this opportunity. Really, he's he, he's fought for the opportunity and he's done well, but mm. uh, it is it is an opportunity for Chris Billum Smith, isn't it? Yeah, I'm surprised. Um, I'm surprised he got a shot before Reactpool though, um, given that. Uh, Chris Billum Smith's only defeat was against Riyadpur. Um but luckily for Ben Shalami, he's got all three of them, hasn't he? So um, I'm sure Riyadpur would would face the winner. Um, yeah. So uh, so yeah, it's it's a good fight. I I, I made a joke yesterday that it's going to be a it's going to be a sad uh, place in Bournemouth when uh, Bournemouth get relegated and and Chris Billum Smith loses on the same weekend. But um, uh, I, I do actually think he will get beat, and I think Akoli would stop him. Um, I just think, as boring as a Coley is, I think he's very, very good at what he does, and and I think he'll dismantle um, CBS. Yeah, and I, I I want to edge towards Chris Billum Smith, but I just can't. I think, I think Lawrence Coley's. I, I think we've all been waiting for this performance from a Coley, haven't we? We spoke with DC about it in our in our group chat, and we said, you know, 
we, we, we asked a question, what do we think of Lawrence Okoli? And we all came up with similar sort of answers in that, you know, everyone can see the potential. Um, he gets the victories, but it's just never that entertaining, so, is it? Uh, you know, the, the term um, aesthetically pleasing, like, yeah. is there an opposite? Like, is there unesthetically pleasing? Because that's <laughs> how I would, how I would describe not just him, but the division. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, he's very good at what he does but i just find it hard to watch um i mean he got booed in yeah, manchester he... the other week i mean that's i mean i'm not a big fan of booing a, a, a home fighter but they were booing the performance and um you know the fans know what they're they're watching um so but i mean aside from this then obviously you got react poor on the fringes you got um all the belts are fragmented there's no unified champion at all mm. um so there's going to be a lot of options for um, Akoli, Riakpour, Billam Smith. Over the, I would say, you know, over the next two years, there's going to be some great fights. Yeah, and you've got Badu Jack, who's uh, in, in recently crowned. Yeah, yeah, recently crowned. Um, Jay um, Opatia, Opatia, yeah. Marius Bradis. Uh, well, Opatia beat Bradis, didn't he? Um, in in New Zealand, he did. Yeah, um, yeah. yeah. And, good, and you've good also fight, got, actually, wasn't it? And you've got Arsene Goulamirian as well. And for me, he's the bogeyman. Um, like he he has the WBA belt and he's unbeaten in 27 and he's got nearly 20 KOs. But no one really mentions him. Um, I don't know whether that's through fear. Um, I think or no. we, we mentioned him on the... Say his name again. Um, this is Arsene Goulamirian. Yes, we mentioned him before. Yeah. And, and like you said, he, he is a little bit of a problem for that division, isn't he? He's but a bogeyman. The, no one mentions him. No the, one does. The cruiserweight division, um, especially in the UK, needs these fights. Hats off to Lawrence Okoli and uh, CBS Sport for taking it. But who do you think the best of a bunch? If you put them all in a tournament, who would come out undisputed? What in at world title as well, in, in terms of yeah, world? Yeah, if you stuck. If you stuck all of those guys that we've discussed there, plus a couple of others in an eight-man tournament, quarter-final, semi-final, final, um, like the World Boxing Super Series, who do you think um, comes out with all the belts? I, I, I think it, it'll be between... I think we've got a lot more to see from Riyadpour. Oh, wow, wow, I wasn't so, expecting that. Yeah, yeah, no, no. I, I, you, we haven't seen the best of Riyadpour yet, have we? I agree, I agree. Um, and, uh, you know, I, I think Riyadpour and Lawrence Coley, I, I think... Be the, yeah, yeah, I do. I think I, I, think, I think it would come down to Akoli and Opatia. Yeah, um, but Goulamirian, he's such an unknown quantity. He's he would you wouldn't want to draw him. Um, but uh, so, yeah, so there we go, Rob. We, we, we've striked up some intrigue in in the cruise away. I division, wouldn't say intrigue. I, I would say um, a conversation. <laughs> right, okay, so ju ju just just to, just to sort of cap off um, the cruiserweights, there has been a brilliant fight which has been made. At uh, my favourite place for boxing, which is the York Hall, shock. on the twelfth of May, shock, uh, which is uh, Ellis Zorro versus Jose Burton. Which that's yeah. a great fight, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's a it great. Is, yeah. That, um, that's that's a great domestic fight. Ellis Zorro was in that amazing boxing tournament. Yeah, no, but he was in that amazing fight with Dex Spellman. Oh, was that um, when you got the blood on you? Yeah, and and honestly, I, I've I haven't seen a fight that gripping and sort of. In awe inspiring for a long it, it was it was incredible to watch these mm. two sportmen sportsmen going at it and yeah. sadly it looks like it might be one of um Dex Bellman's last fights uh, judging by his last medical but um Jose Burton's a strange one isn't it because he's I think he's come up from light heavy, light heavy. Yeah. and, and uh, he, it looks like he's going to give it a go and it starts against Ellis Soro might as well he might as well um I mean 
Joe Gallagher's rate, uh, raved about Jose Burton on and off for, for a number of years. But to me, um, he's he's always been British level at, at best. And, and there's no disgrace in that. Being a British champion, that's fantastic. Um, but I just go, I always think of him crumbling against Buglioni at the back end of Buglioni's career. And um, I, I think Zara will beat him. It's Do you? Well... Uh, yes, but based on recent fights, momentum, momentum, I, I would put it in favour of um, Ellis Zorro, and and the fact that God, God bless Dex Dex Spellman, Zorro doesn't have to face him this time because that was <laughs> that was absolutely crazy fight. If you get to watch no. it back on YouTube, watch it back. Ellis Zorro versus Dex. That must Spellman, be one so. of the better fights you watched last year live. Oh, it was incredible! It was absolutely. It was just. It was great to watch. Um, oh, Rob, also in this division, uh, you've got just a couple of names. Uh, Siobhan Clark is pushing up. Uh, he's yeah. ranked eight in the division. And Tommy Fletcher, who I know we've watched a couple of times, who yeah. uh, it, it appears to have the power, doesn't he? He's uh, he's ranked 30, but he's uh, he's on Queensbury's books. But he's definitely someone they're, they're keeping an eye on, isn't he? Yeah, very young. I mean, he's only had a couple of fights, hasn't he? Um, yeah. He's massive as well. He's like six, seven, something like that. So, um I'd be amazed if five, six years down the line, he's not a heavyweight. Yeah, exactly. It's uh, be interesting to see where Tommy Fletcher goes. Now, Sport to Song listeners, we are moving on shortly to sp- speak with Ez Raw about the Wood and Maurizio Lara rematch, which is coming up. Is there any other news we need to touch on, Rob, which we haven't? Yeah, heard? I mean, um, obviously, we will go into the Wood Lara thing shortly, but um, obviously, it clashes on Bank Holiday weekend with. Two other good good cards and good shows. Um, Akoli Chamberlain um, yeah. on Sky, Woodlara on his own, and BT have picked up the Michael Conlon um, Lopez fight for the um, IBF um, featherweight title as well. So, yeah. um, of the three, um, you got your remote in your hand. Which one are you watching? Um, I would I would air towards watching uh, the Akoli uh, Bin and Smith fight. Really? Yeah, I mean the the, the Woodlara fight for me is. Um, I, I'm not as intrigued as I was as the first one. Um, I, I, I sort of see it going. Well, I know we're going to touch on it in a minute, uh, but I do see it going in a similar format. Yeah. I don't really see much. Okay. Um, yeah, I don't see much sort of changing in the second fight, but we are going to touch on that in the you moment. You know, I love a poll. Um, yes, I put a poll out. <laughs> oh, did you? Um, and um, again, it was, it was a good good response. About six hundred. Um, and um, I put the three, and seventy um, percent said Wood Lara, um, wow. which I okay. thought was quite high, to be honest. Given what you've, because I kind of agree with what you've just said there. Um, I'm excited for the fight, but I, I'm surprised it was sort of so split. And then the, the, the other thirty percent was was pretty much split between Akoli and Condlin, which was quite surprising, really. Yeah, it's quite surprising. But uh, you do like a poll, Rob, and that does, you know, t- Twitter boxing has. I always do it at lunch. I get bored at lunch. <laughs> Just put it out. Um, we, we do want to speak before we move on, Rob, about the matchroom signings because they, they, they were pretty special, really, weren't they? Um, yeah. In regards to the clientele they've signed up. First and foremost, Sonny Edwards. Was that a surprise? My mate Sonny. Um, My mate Sonny, yeah. Yeah, um, fantastic signing um, for, for both parties. Um, you don't have to like his style to appreciate it. Um, 
you know, he's he's probably one of the most avoided fighters and, and gifted British fighters that we don't really get to see. Um, yeah. Everyone knows about the background with his broadcasters. We don't need to go into that. Yeah. But um, for him to get on his own, where, let's face it, his two biggest rivals, potentially, are already on the zone with Matchroom. Um, yeah. uh, Martinez and Bam Rodriguez, who's out this weekend. Yes. Just made perfect fucking sense, didn't it? I mean, um, he gets to fight both of those. Um, I think he has a tougher night against Bam, but probably still beats him. Um, and then suddenly he's, he's more of a household name than he probably is at the minute and 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 so he should be yeah and i i think with with um sunny edwards um he he did need this sort of uh this this platform he needed this this bigger promoter like you said it makes sense commercially because the two boxes he wants to fight are on on the zone so you know you know you may as well sign up for that because those fights uh, could be made a lot easier, but uh, I think it makes it makes so much sense for Sonny Edwards on on all parts. It means that he's going to be seen a lot more, um, yeah, and he's going to get his his boxing style out. I quite like. Do you think he beats both of them? Do you know what? I actually think now he's got Eddie Hearn behind him. He's got a bit of stability. He doesn't have to worry about self promoting himself. I think we're going to see a not improved, but we're going to see a new confidence from Sonny Edwards in the boxing ring. I think it's it's time now for Sonny Edwards to focus on the boxing. Uh forget about the the social media accounts and just get on with what he does best and really focus, get these two victories and uh propel himself into boxing hall of fame basically because if he if yeah, he Yeah and, and become the star that he probably thinks he is right now. Do you know absolutely, what I mean? Absolutely like, yeah yeah and, and you know and, he he's on on you know on social media we all know what he's about on there. Um but you know this this lad is probably the most talented fighter we have at the minute. But no yeah. one gets to see him, and um, he will become a star on 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 his own. Um, I, I have no doubt about that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you. And another signing on there as well is uh, Jack Cattrall, and that is uh, brilliant, brilliant. Yeah, and and you know anyone who's a boxing enthusiast loves watching Jack Cattrall fight, don't they? He's he's fantastic, isn't he? If ever good karma was deserved by one fighter, it would be Jack Catterall. Like Absolutely, after yeah, yeah. everything he went through last year, um, time and time again, that fight with um, Taylor was meant to be rearranged. Um he needed a he needed a good piece of news and and this is it. And um yeah, brilliant. Absolutely oh. brilliant. He's gonna be out on the um Lara card. Yeah and, and I, I I just think this is I think this is now Jack Catterall's time now. He, he, yeah. he had that moment uh, against Josh Taylor. I think it's I think it's a real chance for him to sign these papers with um, with Matchroom and just put that all behind him. You know, put put that Josh Taylor episode behind him and just concentrate on the rest of his career. I'm sure he is going to. I think you know we all know he's he's probably going to pick up a world title, isn't he? Um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's some good fights out there. Obviously, the Regis Progray is is the ob- obvious one. Um, Progray went life or death with um, with Josh Taylor a few years ago um, in the Super Series. That that's the obvious one for me. Um, I believe he's unattached. Progray, I think that, that he could make um, a fight on his own, no problem. So um, yeah, fantastic move for Catrell. And like I said, good karma come around to him. Absolutely. And uh, the other signing, Shannon Ryan. Yes, yes. So obviously, very good amateur. Um, 
very early in her career at the minute. But again, good exposure. Eddie Hearn's doing fantastic things with um, women's boxing, um, more so than any promoter, I would I would argue. Um, getting these fighters, you know, to, to world level very quickly and getting opportunities. Um, yeah, just brilliant. It was absolute no brainer for any British female fighter to, to sign with Eddie at the minute for me. Yeah, it's good business um, for both parties there. Just touching before we move on, Rob, and speak to Ez Raw, I just want to touch on um, the situation with Ellie Scott because it was absolutely unfortunate, wasn't it? It was oh. horrible, horrible to see. I, I, I think all parties now have come out and explained what what has actually gone on there, and it doesn't seem like there's any boxers of, of fault here. It just looks like it's a it's a loggerheads between ex trainers, doesn't it? Um, I think it. I think it does come to a boxer to an extent. Um, Chantal Cameron doesn't want the McGriggans anywhere near her show, um, yeah. and rightfully so, from what she's saying. Um, but Ellie Scottney is the collateral damage as a result of it, and you know this girl has looked up to Katie Taylor for a long time. She's finally got her world title shot as well on the undercard of you know a female dominant card with you know Terry Harper on there as well just heartbroken for for Ellie. Um, I get it from Chantel. It's a big moment. She doesn't want any horrible distractions. Um, But for me, it comes back to the McGuigans. Um, Whenever a fighter leaves them, it always ends in court um, or always ends with animosity. You've got Carl Frampton, Josh Taylor. You know, um, there's a common denominator there. And um, yeah, and it it spells out McGuigan. Wow. There That's just go. my opinion, but it seems to be, you know, there's a common denominator there. So Exactly. Now, listen, Sports Song listeners, we are going to move on to speak with Ez Raw from Twitter Boxing. As you have heard, we have been, have been speaking with and having new guests on from Twitter Boxing. Should we go and have a chat with Ez Raw, Rob? Yes, let's do it. Let's do it. Right, Sporty Song listeners, we have come to the next part of the show where we are going to be speaking to people from Twitter Boxing. And this week, we are very grateful to have Ez Raw on the show. Ez, welcome to Sporty Song. How are you? Hey, very good. Thanks for having me. Very excited. Listen, it's an absolute pleasure, Ez, to have you on the Sporty Song podcast. Now, we've spoken earlier that we was going to speak about the matchup between Leewood and Mauricio Lara. It has been made now, hasn't it, Rob? It's a big fight, isn't it? Yeah, obviously Lee's, um, you know, he's uh, he's took the rematch clause and he's took it immediately. Um, as what were your initial thoughts when he when the rematch was announced? I, I was surprised how quick it was, how quick the turnaround is. And Me I too. understood uh, Laywood's confidence because he, he do, was doing some good things in that fight. But to get stopped and get right back in there like that, I, I think that that's a questionable decision. Yeah. Yeah. What were your thoughts on the stoppage? Stoppage. I mean, I would like to see them keep going. I, I I understood he was hurt very bad, but I thought that kind of the corner kind of jumped the gun on that. I would have liked to see him keep going and try to try to get out. He was ahead to me in the fight. He was doing uh, very well. He was doing very good things in there. I thought it was a little bit too quick on the gun to stop that fight. Just a quick one to both of you on this as well. I mean, Maurizio Lara. I don't know whether he's a businessman or not, but it's very easy, quick business for him, isn't it? I mean, it's not really a fight that I feel he's got to worry about. He's been in there with Lee Wood. He's felt the power of what Lee Wood's got. He's seen the boxing skills. For me, unfortunately, he sort of swept him aside a bit. He was waiting for that left hook. He was waiting for Lee Hook, uh, Lee Wood to, to make a mistake. He did. For me, personally, I don't know what you think, Ez, but it's, it's sort of easy business for, for Mauricio Lara, isn't it? 
it, it could be. I mean, he has all the confidence in the world, right? Because he knows he doesn't have to be perfect and he can still win that fight. Yeah. Right. He could always he can always take him out of there. He's always got to feel that way. But to me, Lee Webb was doing good things. I mean, he looked good in that fight. To me, he looked really good. So I I, I could see that him wanting to get back in there because he probably feels like ah, I just screwed up. I got too eager with that left hook. I traded I traded hooks with a hooker, like they always say. And that's what caught him. But I see both guys coming in here confident. I'll be honest with you. I can see both guys coming in very confident. And what would you think, Rob? Obviously, because the fight's been made again. Um, good business for Maurizio Lara. Or do you think that Lee Wood's actually got a chance in this fight? It's very good business for Maurizio Lara. Um, I mean, I, I, as you know, I was I was at the first fight and yep. um, I had Lee Wood winning comfortably um, yep. on the cards at the time. I really did. Um, but it's it's the Deontay Wilder factor, isn't it? He's got 12 rounds to find that one shot and he, and he usually finds it. So if, if Lee Wood... Um, Lara will not win a rematch on points. No chance. Um, Lee would prove he can outbox Maurizio Lara. Um, but, um, yeah, just a big question. He's got 12 rounds to find that left that left hand, doesn't he? Yeah, and for, for my mind, do you know when we, we talk about um, rematches and we talk about people getting a second... I personally think the second fight is going to favour Maurizio Lara more. He knows what, what Lee Wood's got. He knows what Lee Wood's going to bring. I, I, I think it's going to play into Maurizio Lara's hand. I think he's. He, I think he will stop him again, maybe a little bit later. But from what we're hearing from Lee Wood, um, Ez, is that he, he wants to come out and have a swinging match with uh, Maurizio Lara. Do you reckon that's sensible on his part? I mean, no, probably not. But he was. He, he does have power. <laughs> you know what I mean? He does have power. And I did think his shots were kind of, you know, I thought Lara had a very good poker face. I thought he was getting affected a little bit by the shots that Lee Wood was landing. He just doesn't have, I don't know if he has the power to put Laura down with one shot, and Laura does have that power to put him out with one shot. So if you keep trading, keep giving Laura opportunities, you know, he's probably going to put you to sleep. The one yeah. thing that I will say, though, the scorecard was very fair to Laura in the first fight. Very, very fair. They were, they were, uh, it was, it, they were giving him rounds that I didn't think they would give him. And so I, I, I don't, I don't know if he has to worry about the scorecard. I, I, I'm not sure that that's going to be an issue. Mm. Yeah, there were a few close rounds. I mean, if I remember rightly, the second round was a big round for Lara. He, he wobbled um, Lee, didn't he? And at that point, Lee then settled in nicely. So, yeah, spot on. Um, I'm not sure if you're aware, Ez, but it's, um, it's a bank holiday here that weekend as well. So we get a long weekend. Um, so the beers are going to be flowing. Yeah, it's going to be a celebration. It's going to be a celebration. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it, it is a great um, spectacle for boxing. In, in terms of the featherweight division, um, Ez, give us a little idea um, about the featherweight division in the US at the moment. Is, is it a division that people are talking about much or is there anyone you know, that stands out? You know, it's gotten more buzz lately. And it's not just for the fighters here, but it's, uh, the fighters over there too with Lee Wood, Warrington. It's got, it's got more buzz. You got uh, Lopez who just be Warrington. It has buzz, and I always said, if you're gonna want to fall in love with boxing, be disappointed. Follow one of these lower weight classes where there's not yeah. a lot of money and there's not a lot of politics to stop the fights from happening. And you get these matchups right away. Like you said, uh, Laura seems easy business because there's not a lot to negotiate. They know what the numbers are, you know, and there's not, you know, you don't have to play too much uh, marinating on the fight to make it happen. So the, uh, 126 is getting buzz for one of the lower weights. Yes, it is. I, I really believe so. Oh, I agree. And you've got Michael Conlon as well. Obviously, he's fighting Lopez yep. on the same night as Lara Wood. So you could you could kind of look at that as two semifinals for for unification, right? And that's a, and that's uh, I know that's a great fight. I, I think people are kind of like sleeping on that fight. I'm like, yeah, I really like that fight. And Lopez, you know, he's really going to earn it with his uh, with his matches. Right. Because he's got Warrington's. It was a tough fight. And I thought it was a little more closer than people wanted to make it. 
Yeah. And I, I think Lee Woods, I, I mean, I'm sorry, I see Conlon's a, a lot better than people want to acknowledge. You know what I mean? I think he's a pretty damn, damn good fighter. Who have you got? I, on that fight, I'm going to probably lean Lopez, but I haven't truly broken down yet to pick, but I'd probably lean Lopez. Yeah, same. Yeah, it is. It, it's a fascinating fight, isn't it? I, I have to stick with Michael Conlon. I, I, I just love watching Michael Conlon box. So, um, you know, I, I'm definitely going to stick uh, with Michael Conlon on that, Rob. You know me with Conlon. Um, yeah, absolutely. Well, he was and, winning the, the Lee Wood fight until he got um, knocked out of the ring, wasn't he? He was. And Sports Song listeners, um, that was Ez Raw from Twitter Boxing. We're also going to put his YouTube channel up because he, he really is an entertaining presenter when it comes to boxing. So check his stuff out. But um, Rob, we are going to be uh, moving on now, aren't we, on the on the podcast? Um, we are moving on to the next section. So shall we uh, shall we go on? Yeah, fantastic. Thanks so much, Ez. Cheers, Ez. Let's go. Right, Sporty Song listeners, that brings us towards the end of the show. And it was just to announce that we will be bringing you a show next week, won't we, Rob? We've got a lot more um, sort of interviews and content to come, haven't we? Especially in the Super bantam division and you have kicked up a bit of a storm in that uh division recently haven't you <laughs> yeah inadvertently yeah um i mean hopefully we're, we're looking to get dennis mccann on soon we, we've had liam davis recently and um yeah yeah i think dennis mccann had put something out last week and i just commented saying you know will you fight liam davis because it seems a natural fight commonwealth european british all on the line it's um be a great fight and it should be easy to make under frank warren as well and and um liam jumped on that saying uh uh, basically, that um, well, Dennis first replied saying, "Yeah, thousand percent, he would do it." Um, yeah. And then Liam obviously got got hold of it and said that um, he should go and defend his Commonwealth against Leach in the fifty-fifty, and then uh, to come and see him if he wants to fight for a proper belt. It's, um, but the yeah. one that really did the rounds that some outlets picked up was um, uh, I, I shared that, and then Liam came back saying. Um, Queensbury basically give um, Frank Warren, a, uh, Frank Warren, uh, Dennis McCann a restraining order uh, so that Liam can't go anywhere near him. Um, that the belts malarkey is a publicity stunt, um, and that he's bubble wrapped basically. So, so this blew up a little bit. Um, Dennis McCann has agreed to come on um, to to chat about it and, and about the division because. You know, Frank Warren's got a fantastic stable there of Super Bantams and you can make a little series in itself. So absolutely. Um, yeah, yeah, it should yeah. be good. Absolutely. I completely agree with you, Rob. And uh, we also saw Chris Bolt come back um, a couple a couple of uh, weeks ago now on a Queensbury card and he looked good, didn't he? And we, we know Chris Bork and uh, Mark Leach are by no means on the fringes here. They're, they're good quality boxers, aren't they? And people like Dennis McCann, um, and other boxers, you know, who are ranked in that division, have got to keep an eye on those two because they're they're sort of they've got a lot of experience, haven't they? Yeah, they have. Um, be interesting to see what Mark Leach does next because I think he was, you know, quite easily beaten by Liam, to be honest. Um, so that that will be interesting. He hasn't fought since though, so I think he just needs to to get back out there. Um, a little bit like uh, Cunningham, Cunningham yeah. did recently as well. But there's another name to throw in the mix as well, and. That looks likely, but that's going to be next with Liam. So it is an exciting division, division, Rob. And we will also obviously Andrew Kane and Baluta as well. So exactly, Um, we will also be revisiting the Fight Town podcast with Nielsen Boxing. They've got a massive show coming up on April the twenty second. It is lined with heavyweights, 
And next week, we are hoping to bring a couple of those heavyweights to the fore and hear what they've got to say ahead of that big show. It's going to be exciting, Rob, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. I think that the one thing Nielsen didn't have was a couple of heavyweights and they've, they've now signed a couple of them. And um, I believe they're going to be on the, the same card, which um, that they've fought each other in the amateurs, um, Bennett and, and Dykes. And uh, yeah, there might be a, and, a route for them to fight in the pros. Uh, and what do we say, Rob? Like London buses, eh? Like <laughs> London buses. Yeah. But listen, uh, Sports on listeners, that is uh, that is us this week. Um, join me and Rob and maybe some other Twitter boxing guests as well next week when we bring the show uh, again to you. So take care. Thank you. Cheers, guys. <laughs>